Hi everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Black Man Answers Cosmo, your greatest dating and relationship podcast you've ever enjoyed. Or at least I like to think that. <laughs> uh, my name's Chris, and I'm your host. So today's episode comes on the heels of yet another group project, as we will say, meaning we had um, about three people in this podcast. Last one we had about six. It, it was kind of chaos, but in a good kind of way. Uh, but I wanted to just say thank you guys for supporting and listening to the podcast, and of course, supporting our sponsor. Well, this week it's twitch.tv slash neuromotivation. I'm trying to get people over to Twitch. I'm doing a show now every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central. I will be making it the best live show known to man. So please come in, ask questions, interact. It's going to be a blast. We're going to do reactions, we'll have fun, but it'll be primarily on twitch.tv slash nerd motivation if you don't have twitch don't fret it still airs over on youtube you can find me by searching my name c sandreas or chris sanders both should work uh, but really at the end of the day i'm just happy you guys support me at all and that you're still here so this episode uh, got a little bit less sexual and more um, relevant to what's going on in our modern day world with things like the current hollywood sag uh, what's it called? Draft? No, it's not. It's not. It's not draft, man. <laughs> they're going on strike. It's a, it's a strike. So, if you're a writer out in Hollywood and you're suffering for your art, I thank you and we applaud you here at this show. Uh, we also talked about some dating things as well, uh, like red flags. Uh, we also discussed, a, you know, kind of an opinion on a viral video that I found. Uh, we got into other very interesting topics uh, like hypocrisy, uh, mental health, and all the like. But I promise you, if you enjoy good conversation and you like things that are about more you know, media-based, this might be the perfect podcast for you. So with all that said, enjoy this week's episode featuring two people with the same name. I'll see you guys at the end. Or will I? I'm actually really happy we're going to talk about the writer's strike. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured you would. Because I'm, I'm I want to get some feedback on that because I feel like I don't have a... What writers are striking? Hollywood. Every oh. Hollywood writer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, all of them. The, the WGA, the, the Writers Guild of America. Oh, okay. Are on strike. Yeah. Wow. This angle looks like a disposition and interrogation of a little. <laughs> I do a lot of them. You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so before I switch over to this, I was going to go ahead and start with a quick little intro, and then we'll just kind of go from there. All right, All right cool. All right, hey everybody, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, today we have two special guests with the same name. Um, I'll let them introduce themselves because I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm. Is there something more I'm supposed to say? What do you want to fill the space with? I don't know. Oh, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, my name is also Alex, um, and we will issue absolutely no identifying marks, so you're just going to have to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, how to describe myself? Well, Chris and I did a podcast together for 
couple of years. A couple of years, yeah. yeah it was it was great with our friend Eric. Yeah, so the waterproof this is like a nice, fun, uh, you know, not the first time we've gotten together since then, but a, a nice return to the format, yeah. I guess. Yeah, give, give a reprieve. So, yeah, so, exciting stuff. I'm going to call him uh, Lambert instead of Alex. Sure, like a sounds good. Or if you guys want <laughs> boy, boy, Alex, girl, Alex, or it doesn't matter. So you, guys, you guys choose. Um, he's about to give Chris a lot of different shows. Okay. We're bald Alex <laughs> and hair Alex. I mean, yeah. I'm, really, <laughs> right, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm also bald. Yes, I'm bald. All right. So I'm going to real quick, I'm going to give you guys get a reaction to something <laughs> that I found on the internet. <laughs> and then I'll just go from there. I want your full reaction. So I'm going to change this view to this. Um, <laughs> so I want you to watch this. We're going to break it down, basically, what's going to happen. Um, it's a commercial, and I want you to watch it once and then give me your idea of the theme, and then we're going to watch it again, and this is your pure reaction, okay? Good to go. I'm going to zoom in on us with the camera. There's no hiding our faces. All right, there we go. And we'll go from here. Wait a second, though. The sound is way too low. I'm a professional. All right, <laughs> here we go. And again, this is a great commercial. Her balloon. Oh no. <laughs> it's serving like Mulan. Mulan? Yeah, like when she takes those weights and climbs the pole in the middle of the camp to get the arrow out and prove that she's a true soldier. Okay. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Here's my question. He does, he does oh. this every day? Oh, jeez. Why are there so many small children walking around that what? weird area with balloons? <laughs> it keeps getting weirder. Alright, so let's all right, so let's all right, so let's, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second. So, all right, so, so the man, the little girl in distress, goes, oh, no, my balloon, okay? He goes, I'll help you. And then he climbs up like a literal monkey. <laughs> right? He goes, I will help this girl. Also, he looks like Gucci Mane right here. So then he goes down the pole to give her her balloon. And the mom goes, here you go. No! Because he's black. And then, <laughs> and then she runs away. And then he is sad. And my biggest question of this whole thing is twofold. Why for, have fresh helium in them? So how many little girls do you come across that you try to help? Uh, it's kind of <laughs> creepy. I don't know. Like, like he just goes, goes, oh, another one. I should probably just stop going outside. <laughs> Shouldn't help any more Asian girls. <laughs> so, because like, he just, he just sorry. <laughs> this happens a lot. <laughs> Uh, well, they're all still floating. It must have all happened like around the same time too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's, he's going on the hunt for Asian girls to help, and he keeps getting rejected. <laughs> but this one's yellow, so you know. And then, last but not least, <laughs> the other confusing part. <laughs> As bad as a toothbrush. Well, not just that. He's not even human. <laughs> and also, it looks like poop. Yeah, that's a gross-looking toothpaste, first of all. Yeah, but I think that's the point of it. Though. So, I, I have I have two thoughts I'd like to share. Can uh, I share two okay, thoughts? Yeah, share away. So, first of all, 
it's it's incredible to me that apparently they decided it was easier it was easier to build an entire marketing campaign to ju- to convince people not to judge their brownish black toothpaste rather than just finding a way to change the color or the formula and secondly, can you imagine if this was an American commercial and they were using racial animosity to oh sell my. fucking toothpaste? <laughs> I feel that like... Fly. No. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's no. flying in whatever country this is either, but... Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it works. <laughs> uh. Would be plants of the out. balloon. That'd be creepy. It'd be plan- What's that He's mean? planting balloons all around town to like help these little girls. Yeah. He's... He's a major creep. Well, then the mom's reaction was warranted. I'm loving the the Chris Hansen reference there. Clayton Chris, way way to go. I'm a fan. Dayton Chris. Dayton Chris. Chris. October (laughs) last the last. (laughs) (laughs) But Chris Hansen showing up in a clan outfit telling him to have a seat would have made it wild. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. But yeah, I just thought that was the most interesting thing I saw today, and I wanted to share with you. That is, that is, really. Is that a new commercial? No, it's very old. Oh, no, it's like it's very old. But I think it's from like twenty. 2006, something like that. Fun, fun fact about Chris Hansen. One of my friends used to. You remember Power Hours? Did you guys ever do Power Hours, um, like in ki- oh, college? I or? did my first one ever with James. Uh, oh, really? During the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. During the pandemic. Oh my god. So I was like, all right, we should. Um, I should try this. And you was, were late to the Power Hour game, was, my friend. It was a disaster. <laughs> the second one, actually, the second one I ever did was at a um, oh at VidCon for uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because me and my friend Andy did it. We're hanging out, having a good time. We got pretty drunk. We went to um, a YouTuber party that we got said we weren't allowed to go to it later. We just went back. Let's go back. We went back together, got in, met a bunch of YouTubers who are all very drunk themselves. Uh, Jack's Films. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We met uh, Fine Brothers. Um, I met Jack Films' girlfriend or not girlfriend. I think he's not married to her now, but something like whatever. So like, we met a bunch of people. It was, it was a blast, but it was also not good for my liver. <laughs> right, anyway, anyway. Uh, no, so uh, in college, one of my best friends used to host Power Hours, and his favorite Power Hour was to do the uh, To Catch a Predator Power Hour. And you would watch an episode of To Catch a Predator, and you would take a shot like every time there was a screen name. Or, uh, like, you know, I don't remember all the rules, but yeah, yeah, it was a wild power hour, man, and as you, like, got drunk, or, like, the the whole thing just became weirder and weirder. I don't know if I want to do that or not, I've decided, it sounds like it it was, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Like, to catch a predator power hour. Yeah. Yep. If they make, like, little, um, pluggers for it, where they have, like, Chris Hansen, like, Oh, there's just like when you watch a few of those episodes back to back, there are so many there are so many things that he does in like every episode. It's, Honestly, I used to watch that like really, I watched it religiously. I, I would go to sleep watching it. <laughs> That's crazy. Well did you hear the did you hear the story about why that show ended? Uh didn't that um uh, uh-huh. politician kill himself or something like that? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. It he was like caught like a politician. State's attorney or something. Yeah, yeah. Wait, tell the story yeah. so they may not No, I, I don't remember that. That's about as much detail as I remember. But yeah. like the fact that it basically he like caught a like a major you know political figure and that was Mm -hmm. that was it like dude honestly like i I watched yeah yeah they showed it on predator raw uh which like the version of they didn't have as much editing or even call it um and i I watched the episode because they had the guy on the phone they had him and all the like police were like storming around his house and then all you heard was a shot like oh yeah Yeah. somebody did do that i remember that that, yeah he did because he got scared he got caught that's crazy Alright, so we got a couple topics here. You guys feel free to chime in the chat if you have anything to talk about. 
Uh, but I'm going to just kind of get the ground, uh, well, hit the ground running, I'm going. All right, let's start with the writer's strike. That's most relevant to today's modern day. So the writer's strike is happening. Um, you, you, don't, you just heard about it. Yeah. But basically, uh, Hollywood is going to just not have writers. Like indefinitely? Until they get an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. They do it like hopefully a good agreement. How many years ago was the last 2007. one? Two thousand seven. Okay, right. And that was yeah. like shows like um, like Heroes had their um, had their entire arc destroyed because the writers who actually created they weren't stepping over the line hmm. weren't available, and so they just the show fell apart after that. Okay. So it, it ruins good shows sometimes, or okay. like talk shows all went on hiatus, but then a bunch of them came back. Like Conan O'Brien, The Daily Show, mm-hmm. et cetera, without writers. Mm-hmm. And I think that arguably Conan O'Brien did, did the best because he's really good at improv on his foot. Yeah. He had a segment where he just spun his uh, wedding ring around in a circle for like okay. 40 seconds. Tried to set a world record. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a world record. Just over <laughs> yeah. and over and over again. And it was, it was. See, it's been making the rounds on Twitter, but you can see it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, Interesting. It was, pretty, yeah. it was pretty hilarious. I mean, some of these comedians have to be able to write enough of their own material to survive something like that. You say that, think. but Jimmy Fallon. I don't know. Jimmy Fallon can't. Well, she said comedians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. did he do stand up? I mean, he was. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He, he did stand up. He did. I was. Yeah. What's funny about that is that I thought he was actually really funny. I, mm-hmm. I really liked him until he got the show. Like, like yeah, he, like he wrote great music. Like he wrote like a um, the idiot boyfriend song. You remember that? I don't remember. I'm I don't an idiot and I'm your boyfriend. It's like that. Yeah, that, that voice. Okay. And I'm gonna pick you up. <laughs> and I'm gonna let you down. And I got you. Uh, oh yeah, I got you. Uh, autographed. Oh yeah, I got you. What is it? I got you an autographed bowling ball with my name on it. But it was pretty. I was, so I'm like, okay, he can he can do this, right? And now he just throws things with celebrities and doesn't really do anything but laugh at his own jokes that aren't funny. Mm. Like I don't know, he just he overhypes yeah. everything. Like, oh my gosh, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. Mm-hmm. I, don't even, I don't even watch him anymore because it's just it's not it's good. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Yeah. And then uh, right now, Conan's doing full time like podcasts until the show thing on HBO Max or Max starts, and it's just him and his people just talking. It's it's, it's great. I mean, yeah. Um, so, you have a show coming out? Uh, he's supposed to. That's why he oh, left. Okay. That's why he left, he left late night, um, hmm. so he could go make produce this show, whatever it's gonna be. Is he on the show? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like, all right. So the strike. What do you think is gonna affect that you care about? Um, uh, I mean, I desperately want these writers to get pretty much everything they're asking for because uh if they don't i just i mean like having a career in in hollywood is just pretty much going to cease to be a viable option right unless um, unless the well, reason why we have this one said in the chat the reason why we have so many reality shows now is they start making reality shows during the last writer strike mm-hmm. and they realize oh this is profitable because we don't have to pay them okay. very much money and production is pretty much the same it's like you know same people yeah so yeah a big part of the problem right now is that streamers uh, part of the deal, you know, writers historically used to make a lot of their money from from residuals, right? Like mm-hmm. like shows getting rerun. I mean, and this is true of like a lot of top line creative people. But big part of the problem is like streamers don't have residuals, right? They don't syndicate anything. They don't sell discs for for the most part. And so there's really not a lot of money besides the initial the initial salary, which you know just really might not be that great anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, what's kind of going on recently too is that a lot of streamers negotiated a clause where in order to you know recoup their investment in the initial in the initial production 
they don't actually have to pay any residuals on the initial, I think it's like 30 or maybe 45 days of the show airing. Mm -hmm. But, of course, that's when most people watch streaming shows now, yeah. is right away. Right. And they don't watch them again later. And then the other thing that started happening recently is that uh, streamers like Netflix are actually taking shows off of their platform completely, mm -hmm. uh, which means they don't have to pay any residuals at all, right? Because if they yeah. take it off, it doesn't exist on, on disc. It's not getting syndicated. It literally does not exist. Um, wow. So, yeah, there's a lot at stake. I mean, even for us as, as viewers and as just, you know, people who benefit from creative work is that, like, if these people don't get at least a lot of what they're asking for, like, mm -hmm. there's not going to be any creativity <laughs> In, in, in a couple of years. Like, we're just I mean, gonna watch recycled stories and, you know. You know, the timing for me is interesting because we're, like, entering this AI era of life. So yeah. I'm, so I'm, I am wondering what's gonna happen. Are they gonna, like, utilize AI to write some of these shows? Mm. I think they think they can. I think they're wrong. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, do, I do wonder, like, yeah. I would love to see them like, do an AI written show. I know uh, South Park did that. Netflix, did they? Did an AI written show, <clears throat> they didn't do any editing, they didn't change anything, they let it just be what it was. Uh, but then they were like, you know what, we can't do that. So they then went back and tweaked it. So if the uh, writing credits go to uh, Matt Stone and ChatGPT. Because okay. they realized that it's not going to be perfect. we got to go back in and like tweak things a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, But, you know, what a lot of writers have been trying to point out, like, about ChatGPT in particular, is mm -hmm. that in a lot of cases, like, the ChatGPT, you'd think that it would give you, like, a prompt, like, a viable prompt. But honestly, like what it spits out is so bad that a writer would be better off just starting off from scratch. Yeah, did you see and, that? You know, did you see that uh, that Seinfeld thing they did? Yeah, where yeah, where he ran twenty four hours on on um, Twitch and then it like slowly became like racist pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Let's see what the chat's saying. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I wonder if the writer strike is going to have much impact with all the streaming. If they're successful, it's going to be huge. I mean, you know, the real... I think... I, I heard a rumor. I don't know if this is true, but I heard a rumor that Netflix is the major holdout right now. And I think the difference is, like, Netflix has al always been a tech company, right? The content is honestly incidental. Like, that's their product. Mm -hmm. But they don't love it. Like, they're not a creative entity. They just need to put something up on their streaming service that you pay money for to keep people invested. But they don't... You know, these aren't necessarily creative people. Like, Ted Sarandos is not a creative person. He's just a guy who used to sell you discs and realized he'd be better off selling you a, you know, a streaming subscription. Right. Like, well, the thing is, like, I mean, because of what, they sell, what they're selling, they're hitting a point where, like, unless they just, you know, do that thing now, they just make people hate them or they're going to, like, make you have to um, not share your um, your password or whatever. Sure. Like, yeah. that's the only way they're going to make money now because they're in everybody's home, like, for the most part. Like, I don't think there's very few people who don't have Netflix. Yeah, there there are. I mean, the the, the biggest here, here's the biggest issue. It's not about money. These people all make money hand over fist. Okay. Every studio makes a ton of money. Okay. The problem is that they've all jumped onto this this Wall Street bandwagon about growth, right? It's not about the money. They make hundreds of millions of dollars every year. What it's about is can we make hundreds of million dollars more than we did last year? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Right? That's not realistic. I right. mean, eventually, yeah. like you said, everybody who wants Netflix has it. Is there anyone on this planet who's never heard of Netflix? I don't think so. Anybody? No, Honestly? Right. Right. Like, I mean, right. I mean, they don't even, <laughs> they don't even need to promote at this point. Like, they're, they're like, right. Their household just name. exists. They're like, it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. like Kleenex. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so how do you keep growing at that point, right? You right. can't. And you if can. you can't keep growing, your stock price stagnates and, and, you know, the people who really matter, the shareholders, 
aren't happy. And I mean, that's, to, me, to me, that's weird. I feel like like some industry should be, I guess, maybe I was going to regulate it to a point where it's like you don't need to grow. You just need to maintain. You don't want to lose market share. You just want to maintain what you have, stay in that good space, and produce other things to make people want to want more. Like, you know, when they made, um, what's that thing called? Uh, they made Squid Games, right? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that was such a big talk that everybody wanted it. So then they're like, okay, cool. So everybody went and jumped in and got Netflix or whatever it was. So I would say, like, you know, solution we make, make make the best content you can make possible and don't greenlight every single thing because there's a lot of stuff on there that's crap. It's a lot of content, right? Yeah. Like capital right. C content. Right. It's not good. Nobody. I mean, it, it, we've all seen like a hundred things on Netflix where you're like, I don't know anyone who's ever watched this. Right. And, you know, no one's ever talked about it. But everybody talked about Bridgerton. Sure. There's yeah. a new one coming out tomorrow. Another a new season. Is a it new. Queen? It's not. It's the Queen Charlotte. Queen Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what's that? It's the Queen from the original Bridgerton series, but when she was younger, like oh. her generation of Bridgerton dating. Are you excited about it? You're I asking, you're asking I'm a little bit why. excited about it. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I, I skipped season yeah. two because like, I was in the I was in one, and then two yeah. just looked, was so different. I was like, I'm, I don't care. Two was all right. The first season was better. Right. I mean, I guess notice I wanted. I forget the guy's name. I wanted the original. Sean, uh, yeah, I want him back. Yeah. I want to follow his story, and it wasn't. And I'm like, I don't really care. Is that racist? That's fair. Is that racist? Yeah. I mean, there was. It was still like racially Against diverse who? in the second season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Against white people, I didn't want to watch their story. I wanted to watch the story. The about second the black people. season was a story about an Indian woman. Oh. So. Oops, I should have cared about that. Let's <laughs> 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 see. I don't know about <laughs> the topic, but I don't think this will really hurt creativity. Oh yeah, the uh, right strike. There will be plenty of talented scabs of people looking for their first big break to fill the void. You know, that, that was one of my thoughts, too, yeah. always. Because, like, I'm not a writer. I'm not a good writer, right? But I'm like, I could be one if it pay me enough money. I, but, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I almost would like to, like, jump in and take advantage of this. But I want to, like, all right, finally, I get my Netflix series, The Chris Sanders Show. Like Chris Sanders. <laughs> You, you don't want to be a scab, Why? first of all. People hate you? For, like, People of, definitely hate you. Of, but no, I mean, honestly, like... like can, I, can I go like a, like a not me? Like if I wear like a fake mustache? Or <laughs> yeah. you know, all right, I have guy incognito. You currently have a mustache. Oh, That's yeah. not even a good <laughs> disguise. <laughs> Maybe you could have like a beautiful, one. you know, full head afro? of hair. I, I gotta get an afro. I can do that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> That'll look real. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the thing is, you know... At the end of the day, these things that they're pushing for, they're they're really the only thing that's going to make the industry even viable. Because if if the writers don't win this, I, honestly, like it's just it's already really hard to make a living as a creative person right. in Hollywood. But I mean, if if they don't get some of these like really pretty like they sound like a lot, but it's really pretty bare minimum stuff. At the end of the day, what, it's, is, what are they asking for? It's like living yeah. wage stuff. I mean, well, so. You know they need to re they need to reevaluate this system of uh, of the residuals to make sure that because like so much of the money actually comes from from like the long term impact of the stuff they create, but I mean at this point like the studios are just finding any excuse not to pay these people even to just be in writers rooms you know I mean like you're you're making such a small amount of money and and they you know there there used to be I mean you used to put together a writers room for a show. And, and, you know, you get paid a good wage and then you're getting paid, like, per episode and, right. and you, you're, you know, kind of getting a certain amount of work. And, and they're just, like, finding ways to, to cut that down to less and less. There are also just fewer and fewer episodes. 
which like as a as a viewer I'm in favor of because I was never a big fan of the super long shows but like right. those are the kinds of shows unfortunately that keep people employed right it's like if you yeah. have a eight episode show right maybe you're writing for like a few weeks but then you know you're out. like mm-hmm. what do you do the rest of the year and yeah. you know it's it's tough I I mean I I I just I just think that the other thing is like, who are we in favor of here? Like, are we are we rooting for people who make the stuff we love, or are we rooting for these big faceless corporations? Right. And that's true yeah. everywhere, right? That's right? true. Like, that's true. Um, right, let me see. The, the last runner strike, all the talk, show hosts grew beards. I wonder who's gonna have the best one when it's over. You know, um, I haven't seen Jimmy Fallon with a beard in a long time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it out there for him. But we, uh, what's his name? What's the other one? The other Jimmy. Um, Kimmel. 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 He already has a beard, so. Yeah, he looks good with a beard, he too. Looks like, he looks like yeah. more, more of a man. <laughs> what's funny about him is that he, he's the he one person. He looked per- so feminine before. <laughs> That's know. true. So yeah. baby-faced. You know, yeah. so, he, so he's one of those people where, like, they tried to cancel him, and it didn't work. Uh, because he used to be on the man Kimmel, show. Kimmel, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And he was like, there were sexes and racists and everything mm-hmm. all in between, and it just never stuck. And I'm like, how did he get away with that? Yeah, it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just changed completely, and I guess... Had some good publicists. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was having this conversation with somebody else, um, and they mentioned that, or like, there are certain white people that get away with certain stuff. So he goes like, so like Kim Kardashian, even though she's like been with a bunch of, a bunch of black guys, still can't wear braids, people get mad about it. But Sarah J, the porn star, can, and no one says anything. No one says anything I mean, does it. the mainstream media care about porn stars? That's a good question. I'm not sure that's the first thing they would cancel her for. <laughs> Good point. Right? Good point. Good point. Bring back Tucker Carlson to do one yeah. episode. That'd be pretty funny. Um, okay, what is uh, what is Alex do again? Guy Alex do again? Oh, I mean, I work for a nonprofit. I was a I was a production assistant for like a year and a half after college, but I'm just I'm just like obsessed with movies, yeah. so I just I just pay would, a lot of attention you, you to this cl- stuff. Would you claim the term cinephile? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to put what yeah. I am. <laughs> what's the not nice way? I mean, you know, whatever whatever the slur for a dork is. <laughs> I don't think that exists anymore. I feel like people don't really like, oh, you're a dork. Oh, you're a slur. You're eating. You know, anymore. Marvel movies make $2 billion. Like, we, we won. We're, we're here. So I'm getting a flashback to the last podcast when, um, when Disney basically bought everything. And you were very like in fear they wouldn't make, be able to make movies like Logan anymore. Yeah, right. Do you mm. feel like that's true? Yeah, don't you? You watched a Star Wars thing recently. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But, but I, feel like there, I feel like there's still like creativity happening in short films and like there's, there's still stuff happening on Disney. Not on Disney, but like, other, <laughs> like, but I feel like as a whole, there are some things that are still like kind of creative and doing like doing well. No. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not like the biggest Disney buff in the world, but the superhero movies, I don't they're very like family friendly, family oriented, yeah. oriented. Yeah. So totally. I mean I can see how the older X Men movies were more what? controversial. More a little edgier. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, naked women walking around the whole time. Yeah, I yeah, mean. 
Yeah, no, I think I would have preferred the older stuff. Yeah, but, but they're still they're still making they're gonna make the um what you call it the Deadpool three movie. We're gonna do Jackman in there, and, and they're gonna go the R rating for once finally. We got uh, what? Dream big. <laughs> Live your life. Yeah. What does that mean? They get to say like two swear words Maybe. instead but of they, one? Maybe. Um, apparently, oh, yeah. in this new uh, Guardians movie that comes out tomorrow or starts coming out tomorrow, uh-huh. um, it has three F words in it. <gasps> yeah. I wonder if that's the most F words in a Marvel movie. I'm sure it, it is. probably is. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know another Marvel movie with the um, with the F word in it. Oh, so we. Oh, Weeb. You know what? So Weeb. I don't. So I heard Weeb is a, is a slur in Japan. But here we use it differently, right? Like a weeaboo. So I, I could, so I couldn't be a weeb. I couldn't be a weeaboo, which means someone who thinks uh, Japanese culture is um, better than Americans, and you're like obsessed with Japan in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so like that's why you love anime. You like you eat ramen. Like when I was in high school. <laughs> you like anime? You eat ramen? Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm being serious. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a worse <laughs> version of an otaku. Uh, I mean, say yeah. Like, but it's like because you're obs- you're obsessed. You're not being realistic. Otaku or or like or geeks and nerds, but, like, you're obsessed with the entire Japanese culture, so I understand it. Okay. Um, so you call yourself a weeb, and apparently you don't, it's not a good thing to call yourself. Okay. Um, but, like, I remember I had a thing where, like, I stopped using forks in high school. I would only use chopsticks for everything, which made ice cream difficult. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I'm, guessing, I'm kidding. No, but, like, the oh. idea, I was, but I would use instead of a fork if I had the option, so I would always, like, I got really good at it. Mm-hmm. Really good on my fingers, like, mm, good, mm, take it up. <laughs> and wow. I realized also like we 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 try to Americanize some stuff that shouldn't be Americanized. Mm-hmm. So like they use their bowl to feed themselves, like instead of mm-hmm. spoons, like, like you spoon oh, it okay. into your mouth mm-hmm. with the chopsticks instead of picking it up and globbing it in. Which is okay. why people get frustrated with chopsticks. They're like, oh, these aren't working because you're eating it wrong. I still think a spoon would be more efficient than chopsticking something into my mouth. No, it's not because you're just you're already, you're already eating the food. You, you pick up the bowl and you just tilt it. Yeah. No. 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 no? no? <laughs> I'd rather have a spoon. I'm good. All right, let's see. <laughs> All right. I watched a Matt Walsh video and never knew how expensive. I don't know who Matt Walsh is. Expensive Disney World to Disneyland was like twenty five dollars for pop. What? Twenty five dollar popcorn? That that's gross. Yeah, Disney World is expensive. I've only hmm. been as a child. I don't even. I don't even know much about it actually. I, That's I, crazy. I know like a Disney adult or thing now, but yeah, I, could, I know less than nothing about it. Uh, see, spoon over chopsticks, whatever. Is not a flavor. Yeah, I agree. Well, well he's picking your side on purpose. Well, he's uh, right. Actually, I think we we reclaim the word back and change the meaning. This Japanese dude in Japan I watch is king of the weaves and said weaves should be proud. Oh, that's cool. I see. I love. I love that. That's awesome. All right, let's see what else we talk about. Uh. Spoon is better than chopstick. There you go. I just, yeah. I just don't agree. All right, so let's go back to a relevant topic that came up while you were in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> tattooed culture. Tattooed so, culture. Tattoo culture. So you, all right, so you said I don't like your tattoos. Is your statement? Yeah. You think I don't like? Um, I think that you don't. Yeah, I think you don't like them. Or understand. <laughs> or you don't understand it. You don't get it. Yeah. Sure. So explain. You don't. Explain, you you explain wouldn't it. make the choices I've made. No, I would not. I have zero of them. I, I get stickers and <laughs> put them on me, but that's all. Yeah. No, I do. I have, no, I have like the fake one. I have the fake ones. He puts these like, fake temporary tattoos on and walks around and thinks they look real. I have seen them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he's even got a trick like the day two, or no, he'll put like baby powder on them or something. Like I'm saving this one. Oh, to make it look like an old tattoo? <laughs> yeah, I'm saving this yeah. one. That's pretty yeah. good, actually. That's funny. Yeah. But it doesn't, uh-huh. it works though. 
It works for people who don't know what a real tattoo looks like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I feel like that's not a thing. Everyone knows what a real tattoo is. But mine is look great. I sent you a sketch of this tattoo I got yesterday. And yeah. You thought it was the real thing. I, I was <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. I was like, that thing looks horrible. But I didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess I'm like some cutesy. I'll actually switch the camera to this. Uh, ow. Uh, see if this works. It's the studio mode. Boom. I'm saying that out loud as I do it because I don't have production secrets. <laughs> All right, switch the cam. Transition. Boom. All right, so I've got these anime cute ones that I get lots of comments on all the time when I wear them. And people really do think they're real because I had someone who knew what a tattoo works. She had one, and she goes, oh, that one's really good. Oh, this is one I'm saving. I don't know when I'm going to do it. It's a dope Star Wars one. All right, anyway, I just wanted to show you guys how great I am at tattoos. You are the tattoo master. I am. I'll unlike, defer to your expertise. Unlike, unlike some people. No, but really, so like, do you think there's like a, um, a bias against people with tattoos? Do you feel like there's like um, preconceived notions? Do you feel yes. like there's like oh, a judgment around it? Yeah, I think it depends on where you're at, uh, the type of environments you put yourself in. Um, I think generally walking around Chicago, like I don't get much pushback or anything. Mm. Um, but like when I go visit my grandpa in Texas, like I'll get the weird looks from, you know, the old southern ladies and... <laughs> Um, oh, my son stops. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's so scandalous. Um, or like the older generations. Like, they're, I'm me. a lawyer, and, you know, I go, I still have to cover them up at work and, like, at court most of the time. Um, but there's definitely, like, older attorneys who have given me looks, um, which I'm sure is some kind of a judgment, you know, determination of how good of a lawyer I am, um, which is annoying. Um, there's certain people that think that, you know, tattoos are associated with criminal behavior or immoral people. It literally is. I mean, back in the day. But today is the day. Today is the day, exactly. So, like, like, I think there's, I don't remember the percentages, but, like, there's such a huge percentage of tattooed people out there now. Like, it's really not a thing. I always think about, like, hipster culture when I think about tattoos. Because I think a lot of people get, like, really random tattoos that didn't make any sense. And I really go hipster. So I would just say, it's hipster culture. No. I think, I mean, there's so many different styles of tattoos mm. um, that, I mean, sure, there's certain styles that are more likely to be seen on a hipster type person, but, like, you're not going to see, like, a hipster with gang tattoos. Like, I don't know. Like, you're not going to see, there's yeah, just you, so you many might. different styles. I've seen people with, like, the, the, uh, the teardrops. A hipster? You've seen, like, a white hipster in a beanie walking down the street with a teardrop tattoo. Two teardrops. I doubt okay, that. Okay, that is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah. okay, like, all right, so, like, um, who was it? Um, Gucci Mane got an ice cream cone tattoo on his face. That's dumb. But then we, okay. <laughs> what, isn't, what isn't dumb, though? Like What isn't dumb? Yeah, okay, like, okay, example. I'm not going to make fun of your actual tattoo, but, like, is yeah, okay. this, would you say, like, the anchor, when you don't like boating. I know, boating, you hate the anchor. But you don't like boating. The it's, anchor it's, fit in that spot nicely. You look, it looks good, but you don't. Right, it, does it looks fit. cool. It, 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 <laughs> fit it, it fits, but you don't like boating. So why would you get that? It's so huge. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, but the anchor, like the symbology in tattoos, is more like stay grounded, stay okay. like true to yourself See, type I don't know of this. thing. See, I don't know I'll be honest with you, I got it because it fit the spot. I right. thought it looked cool. Right. Um, they don't all have a reason. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But to that's me, like reason enough for me. I guess to me, like I, if I got tattoos, I already tattoos already. I would get um, a bunch of Dragon Balls everywhere, and then I would get mm -hmm. um, the Shinarong, um dragon, so not like yours, but like the one from Dragon Ball Z, uh -huh. and then I will get a bunch of Pokemon, I will get every 151 Pokemon all over my arm, 
You get 151 I get 151 Pokemon, Pokemon, on Pokemon over my arm, so I have oh the entire gosh. sleeve of all. I'm sure someone's done it. I guarantee someone's done it. 100%. Yeah. I guarantee someone's done it. Or he's got, a, got a, a Pokemon all over their body somewhere. But, like, that's, that's what I would get. Pokemon. That's what I would get. That would be, like, thousands of dollars all over me forever. Yeah. It would be fascinating to know what percentage of the human race has a Pokemon tattooed on their body. <laughs> Specifically. It's a, it's a round number. I would wager it's a round number. I, like, <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. Uh, my friend's dating this guy who has, like, a crap ton of um, uh, Pokemon all over his body. And then he has uh, Goku on his, like, leg down here. And I'm like, no, it looks cool, but I don't know I want it every single day. And I think that's where I, like, I, it loses me. Because I like I like the option of choice, which is why I don't do Apple phones. Yeah, no, since I started getting <laughs> tattoos, I really haven't worried about the like it's there forever. Like it just kind of becomes part of my body. Right, but you're not worried about when you get old. You're like, this is now me. I'm gonna look like a badass old lady. Like, what is there to be worried about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we can't see it. We can't see the dang anchor. We're up here on the ceiling. Shut up. Well, first of all, first of all, sir, I can zoom in. I have the option to do that. Show the anchor. That's there you the go. anchor. That's the anchor. Right there. Yeah, okay, you see it? You zoomed in? You happy? See, it fits in the spot very nicely. It, it is really interesting how, how like, entangled with the history of tattoos the anchor is. Yeah. In general, I mean, like you, I feel like that's like the prototypical t- tattoo, right? Like, didn't Popeye mm-hmm. have the the anchor tattoo yeah. like on yeah. his giant arm? Because like. like they started off like a big part of Army Navy culture. Yeah, um, with like the Sailor Jerry tattoos and everything. Sure. Um, yeah. Who was Sailor Jerry? Is that person? Sailor Jerry was an old tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the most famous tattoo yeah. artist, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he kind of pioneered the American traditional style of tattooing which is most of what my tattoos are. American traditional? So yeah. like the ones everyone else has? No. Okay. <laughs> it's American. I'm, I'm, no, it's I'm a saying, popular like, style. Like, 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 I'm, like I've, seen, I've seen your eagle and other people. I think I told you that before. I've seen your eagle and other people. Sure, um, I mean, that's a pretty traditional American yeah, I've never American seen cherry nuts in other people. You know what? I like my cherry nuts, okay? <laughs> Wait, we're going to zoom in on that too. So we're gonna see oh, my it. God. They're so, little skull cherries, and they're cute. Chris calls them cherry nuts. <laughs> they look like cherry nuts. Your dad said the same thing. My dad did say the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Cherry nuts. I think they're they're now they're now flaming cherry nuts. They're now on fire now. (laughs) Yeah, there's no meaning to that one. Oh, the fire came later. The fires from yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they're flaming cherry nuts, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm not mad about it. I just want to give you a segment so you can talk about it. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about um, double standards real quick. Mm. So does everybody here know the story about Ezra Miller? Yeah. 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 That yeah. he was, like, harassing they, people. They, not he. They, 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 they oh. yeah. respect the program. I'm canceled. Canceled. All right. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, yeah they, they were, like, they were getting pretty drunk and high and, like, uh, fighting women in public and it was filming in Hawaii. Um, there's like the kidnapping thing going on where you like started like a relationship with like this little girl, but they're not like dating per se. And he like brainwashed her and her friends and starting his own cult and all this different stuff, right? Mm. Um, but apparently that Flash movie is amazing and worth <laughs> all the stuff. So they're not even like remotely canceling him. They're just kind of going like, well, he just needs, he's, they need to get their work, their act together and figure it out. And we're, we're going to support them. 
is what's being touted, right? Okay. But then you have Jonathan Majors, who was going to be Kang, or was Kang at least already, in the Ant-Man movie. He was going to be like the feature villain like Thanos was in all the other Marvel movies coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like they might be rethinking that because they get those domestic abuse charges, but nothing's been proven yet. So now they're rethinking even using Kang as a character in yeah. the set of the movies for Marvel. They're rethinking the entire thing. So do you think there's a double standard there? No, I feel like it's a money thing. How so? They've already filmed the movie with uh, Ezra Miller. Right. So they're just going to tabletop the whole entire movie. Well, they the spent was, hundreds of millions of dollars on it. A lot of people were talking about um, them replacing him in all the major scenes that he was in and doing reshoots. Yeah, even that cost more millions of dollars. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not on the corporation's side, but, like, what, this kid, like, goes out and messes up and they're going to have to repay for everything to reshoot the movie? I mean, they've done it in the past. Yeah. What did that other guy do, though, when they reshot that whole movie with that old white guy? Which one? Kevin oh, Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Yeah. They reshot They reshot that in two weeks, which is really pretty incredible. Wait, what? But mm-hmm. there was no, you know... Yeah, I mean, it's that, that's a, it's a good... It's a good point because it, it is somewhat of a similar situation. I think the big difference was, to your point, it's like Kevin Spacey just was not in as much of the movie. Mm. It was it was much less effects heavy, right? They're, I mean, they right. had to shoot some green screen. So they, they, Christopher Plummer, I don't know if anybody remembers this. The movie was uh, All the Money in the World, which is a Ridley Scott movie. I think part of it is that Ridley Scott is, you know, I mean, a 40-year veteran notoriously like very very fast at making films i mean he'll shoot two huge movies a year because he's just so just so good at it and and uh yeah they basically all just committed to shoot reshooting every scene that kevin spacey was in that they could there's two shots of him left in the movie still that you can kind of catch but basically just brought in christopher Plummer, also like a you know an 80 year old actor who's been acting for 60 years and they just banged those scenes out in two weeks, and the actors all agreed to take scale, and with the exception of Mark Wahlberg, which is another story. But uh, wait, 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 what's that? So, do you do you understand? So, for people who don't know, scale is the minimum amount that a, a SAG actor is allowed to take to work on a movie. Right. Uh, the day rate it used to be six hundred and fifty dollars a day. I don't know if that's still the case. Um, but basically, the actors agreed to take that so that they could do the reshoots and, and you know, fix the movie, because otherwise they'd pretty much have to just abandon it. Uh, and uh, the only person who refused to do that was Mark Wahlberg, who instead demanded $3 million to do the reshoots. And uh, when the public found out about that, he was shamed pretty aggressively and ended up having to donate it to women's causes, which is wow. a good thing. <laughs> well, good. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, um, so anyway, they, they reshot two weeks. They reshot every scene that, that Spacey was in, and they cut him out of the movie, and they released the movie. I mean, I, I think they literally did this weeks before the movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turned out pretty well. I mean, I will say that like the trailer of the movie with Spacey, which is still out there, still one of the best trailers I've ever seen, and I didn't feel like the movie was really quite up to that level. What's the movie called? All the Money in the World. All the Money in the World, okay. I'm yeah, gonna, it's pretty good. It's a decent movie. But, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. So. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I, I don't know that it's a double standard so much. It's just a practicality. I mean, if they've just cast somebody, they haven't filmed anything. Right. And they do something bad, recast but, them. I mean, I guess they, I mean, they already, I mean, they set up this whole precedent already, though. Like, I know, like, uh, who got cut? Um, Don Cheadle replaced Terrence Howard. Yeah. Um, yeah. In Iron Man, in the Iron Man series. Because he only did one movie, right? But this whole Kang thing was kind of, like, 
baked into what to like the entire uh, Loki series, mm-hmm. and then now the show. And there's a giant like what in the show? There's a giant um, giant statue like dedicated to this exact character. It's made a major arcing plot of the entire thing, and to throw it away to me just seems like. Has he already I been think. in something? Yeah. Um, he's in season two of Loki. Season two of Loki. Oh, okay. It's season one of Loki, and already the um, the Ant Man, last Ant Man movie. So. Which came okay. out before all of this I mean, stuff came out. Yeah, I guess I'm because it's kind of, I mean, I, I guess it's hard. I guess, I mean, it's not as hard, I guess, for this character because Kang is a bunch of different people. He has so many different personas. Uh, but they did in that last movie show that um, after credit scene where they showed the, all the variants of Kang, mm-hmm. and there wasn't like a different one that didn't, didn't look like him already. But I guess I could get away with it by doing that. Just going like, that was one of the Kangs. This is the other Kang. And right. Just shift that way, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, for the record, like, the Flash movie hasn't come out yet. Right. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it performs. Like, I'm sure some people will stay away and, yeah. you know, say, like, hey, I don't want to see this person right. in a movie. Right. But, um, you know, honestly, I feel like we saw a similar thing with the Harry Potter video game, which is that, mm, yeah. frankly, like at the end of the day, I think a lot of people just, maybe they do care about this stuff, but they, they care more about their own entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like, they're willing to set aside some of those those moral viewpoints when it's, you know, to their benefit. Or like, I don't know, I mean, people probably don't even know about it, right? Like, they right. talked about Ezra Miller, but like... How many people, I mean, it, it, how, how much of this stuff is stuff that people who are very online know about? Right. That the average person, like my mom's never heard of Ezra Miller. I guarantee ever. you. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee I'm not dad, saying she's yeah. going to watch the Flash movie, right. but like, she doesn't know that. Yeah, I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah, my dad doesn't know. No, my mom doesn't know. So, like, yeah. you're right. Good point. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that plays into it a bit, too. Yeah. But I, I guarantee you that, I mean, they consider, I think, that, I think Warner Brothers genuinely wanted to flush this movie the way they did the Batgirl movie. Right, yeah. I think they wanted to just mm-hmm. can it, start fresh with a new a new company. And I think that the fact that the movie's testing so well, yep, saying, yep. you know, every screen test they've done, and they've certainly sunk a lot of money into it, but, like, I think that if the movie wasn't testing as well as it is, uh, I think they would have they would have canned it. But yeah. I just don't think that they, as a company, I think that they can't resist trying to get what's probably going to be their no way home. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I agree with that. I feel I, like I do feel like it's pretty clear that's what they're going for here. Everyone I know who's seen the movie, I have a couple friends who like their work and they like are YouTubers basically. And okay. They're like it's the, one of the best movies they've ever seen. Wow. You keep Which hearing that. And James Gunn said that. Surprising. He, he, he said that. He goes, oh, this is one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah. Really? It's important to remember that he is the establishment now. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I like James Gunn quite right. a bit, but he is the head of DC Studios. Oh, I, right? I know that, but I just, I just so, feel like, like... It's a little different. I, I know, too, but <laughs> it's I, I, a little I, like him even like... <laughs> Him saying that though, I know he didn't. He didn't have to say that. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. Like, he could have. He could like, oh, it's good. Like, like his uh, the Peacemaker show. That was a great show. Yeah, it's right. Good. It's really good. Right, but he didn't like go. It's the greatest superhero movie I've ever seen. When he's making other superhero movies, right now, like he's making more. Yeah. So no, you're you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think you're right. But he's I hope it's right good. Now. I but yeah, I, I, no, I I agree. I mean, the the fact that we've all you know a lot of people I think have collectively just just haven't responded to the Ezra Miller situation the way that. That we have, you know, other other yeah, other I mean, things. I mean, because I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, also in the chat, like Jonathan Majors hasn't been officially replaced either, which is true. But it still feels it feels dicey that they're even like going as far already. I don't know. Like I just let's let's ask a question. So, do you feel like what someone does when they're not filming should matter? 
Like yeah, shoot them yeah. Shoot them okay. Yeah, because what, what? we because there are a million other people vying to be actors, right? Mm -hmm. We don't need them. Mm. We we don't need them, and we shouldn't reward them financially if they're you know, if they're like this. Uh, also, like Hollywood is a liberal industry, and, and it's it's all. I mean, it's literally about tapping into emotions and finding humanity. So what you're you're gonna do that, but then you're gonna be like, I don't care that Jonathan Majors tunes up on the ladies that right. he <laughs> that he's dating, and it's a huge disappointment. Like I think Jonathan Majors was gonna be the next. Best actor in Hollywood. Yeah, you know he's amazing. You know, like he's I, an incredible actor. Like I watched Creed three. I skipped Creed two because I got fell asleep when I tried to watch it. But <laughs> I did. It was. I mean, it was, I was enjoying what I was watching, but it had it was, that tone was so like oh, I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um, but three was so good with him in it. Even the way he played the character made me like more engrossed in the in the overall film when I wasn't really like I just yeah. I'm yeah. Like, That's just it's, it's disappointing. It's sad. I think, like, even in real-world scenarios, though, like, if you're applying for jobs, you have to disclose your criminal background. Right. And, like, you know, especially in small towns, like, if you get arrested, even, like, your mugshot's gonna show up when somebody Googles your name. And, like, those are valid legal reasons not to hire somebody. Right. So, like, I mean, if that's gonna happen in day-to-day -day life, why can't we choose not to hire a celebrity for I would a movie role when they do the same thing? I would argue that we shouldn't be in the criminal record against them. We should allow them to have it expunged so they can actually... Things depends on the offense. Life. Well, yeah. I agree, yeah. with that. I agree with that. I agree with that, but I think it, I think it's a bit of a different situation, you know. I mean, also like with Jonathan, somebody like Majors, it, it, we don't have to kind of stick with that example, but yeah, like sure. if somebody if somebody like commits a, a sex crime, mm -hmm. and then you're putting them in a position where eventually they may have to like simulate a sexual scenario in a mm -hmm. movie, like how can you mm -hmm. do that to your colleagues? You know, these actresses or actors. Right. Yeah. How can you? How can you put them in that position? That's just it's compromising. No, right. yeah. You know, I don't know. I I mean, is his career going to be over? It's hard to say. Right. He's very good. I mean, like, and he's got other, he's got other films coming out. Um, most notably, there's a movie that came out of Sundance that got incredible reviews called Magazine Dreams. Mm, I heard about this. Uh, and and honestly, it was probably going to be his big Oscar play. And that movie's not scheduled until November. And mm -hmm. I think at this point. I'm guessing it's probably gonna end up kind of getting dumped because, you know, I right. mean, who's gonna who's gonna get behind that movie now, right? right. Under well, the circumstances, that sucks for all the other people who were involved in that film who probably like made like a great a great movie, probably. Yeah, and it's an independent right. movie, right? right? I mean, all of their hopes and dreams are tacked onto this, but like that's that's unfortunately the risk that you take now when you're when you're hiring people and and you you don't necessarily know, but like. Yeah, I do. I do wonder if that's something that's going to lead to to some change in in specifically the film industry, where it's like, you know, are there going to be morality clauses included in hmm. in actors' contracts? Like when you have a situation like the Kang situation, where this guy was essentially sort of like a major pillar of the next phase of Marvel, is there a clause included in the contract where if something like this comes up, they lose profit participation, so at least people can go see the movie without feeling guilty? about supporting somebody like that. I don't, I don't know. Seems like or, a good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that honestly, that's something I thought about a lot with the Kevin Spacey situation, which yeah. is that, like, you don't want to give that guy money, but, like, the other people in the movie didn't do anything, right? Right. right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's mm -hmm. challenging. Hey, everyone, it's me again with another ad break. I know you're probably like, okay, God, Chris, could you just stop already? I'm like, no, we got to pay bills, man. Or, in the very least, um, you know, 
build our numbers. So what I'm looking for from you guys from this ad break is to support me over on twitch.tv slash neuromotivation. All you gotta do is go and subscribe. That's it. And if you have Amazon Prime, it's free. You give me a free $5. Use that benefit to help support a show and maybe even a person hmm, moi, <laughs> that you love. Uh, again, just go on to twitch.tv slash neuromotivation. Subscribe to Twitch. Y'all get my videos. I'll do a live show every Tuesday that you won't want to miss. And you will absolutely be supporting me and the cause at no cost to yourself. How great is that? You can support me by using your Amazon Prime subscription to Twist. Almost said Twist. Twitch.tv slash neuromotivation to support this network. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll let you guys get back to the conversation. Mark Wahlberg, other dude that wasn't canceled for his past trash behavior. That's true. Sure. Yeah. True. Yep. Sag actors. Like Mel Gibson even made a comeback, which is wild. Dude, Gibson works. I, I mean, know. he is constantly <laughs> is, working. What sucks? What sucks? What sucks. Yeah. He's really good. <laughs> do you, you, you see the, the Beaver movie? I never saw the Beaver. But, I mean, I saw, you know, and it looked like, we're, we're all guilty of this. Right. We all have problematic faves. Like, I, I, I fucking like went one. and saw Hacksaw Ridge after the racist stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't feel great about it, but, like, the man can direct a movie. Yeah, I mean, you I know, was with Chris Brown actively, so that's what. Sure. Yeah, but I think that says something to maybe the nature of can cancel culture. And how, like, I think there's been a condemnation of cancel culture in general. And, like, we're starting to realize that people can redeem themselves and... You know, you do one bad thing, that doesn't mean you're a bad person for the rest of your life. Right. So. Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm probably, like, the most known uh, Chris Brown apologist. Because I just think that, like, he made a mistake when he was really young. He was a teenager when it happened. Um, he regrets it. He has not repeated. People keep going, like, well, he, he did it again. I'm like, no, he hasn't. He's never been convicted of anything else ever again. He made threats to somebody one time, but that's not the same thing. Uh, <laughs> How many times have you threatened to beat somebody to death? Uh, Never. That, never that was my, uh, <laughs> Second question: How many of them were yeah. women? No, yeah. I don't know because I was on. I was probably playing Overwatch, and I don't know how old or the gender. No, but I, I know <laughs> you know. I know people bring this up all the time, but it's like there's so much emphasis in their culture right now about you know the dangers of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. But then you see so many of these people, right? Mel Gibson's still working. Louis C.K.'s back on tour, mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Like what cancel culture, right. really? You know, it's just taking right. you're taking a, a break from your career unless you like are super screwed. I Man, you're all kind of screwed up. But like, R. Kelly's done. Well, he's, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> I know. the rest of his life. That's all we got. We got, so. we got R. Kelly. Like Rose, Roseanne, Roseanne, did a, Roseanne did a special on uh, Fox Nation or something like that, which is exactly where she belongs. Taking over Tucker Carlson's spot. So, I, so I, used, I used to, I used to like her a lot because she kind of played <laughs> that like um, that working every woman person. Sure. And she yeah. lost that entire appeal over like over the years because at first she was like you know like she, I don't know, it sounds weird. She reminded me of my mom. Like, and, okay. and like my mom was like very sarcastic, very dry, but also like, you know, like picked herself up by her bootstraps and did her thing and figured it out. You know, became a um, yeah. social worker and then also worked a second job as a um, realty, realty agent. And like, just, you know, she did her own, she figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. And I always look, looked up to her because of that, because I saw like, you know, what she did. And I thought Roseanne was like, kind of the same space. But then she gets older and just like goes straight, like hardcore, crazy conservative. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking, really, is what it is. 
Yeah, I mean, it's always disappointing to find out someone that you like or look up to, you know, has, like, disappointing values, yeah. I guess. No, I, I, uh, I have a friend, I told you the story, my friend went on a date with this girl, and he goes, it's going really well, and she was awesome, she was like, they have everything in common, and then she just goes like, yeah, and I, and I can't believe that the damn liberals took the election <laughs> and, they, and goes off about it for like, and that became the entire topic the rest of the time they were, they were hanging out. And it was like, apparently it was just insane. Like it was insanity apparently. And she's like, yeah. And then uh, they ran to one of his friends. His friend is a, um, is a conservative, but he's liberal um, socially. And then she goes, oh, I can't stand liberals. Why would you say that word around me? And like, start foaming at the mouth. Like, <laughs> so there was no second day. But, like, it just, he goes, like, it was so disappointing. I had that happen once. I met a girl, she was cool, and, like, I was like, all right, great. And it was Trump is the best person I've ever had. I'm like, why would you think that? <laughs> like, 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 the thing is, and I'm check, check, please. I think it's yeah, that check. Like, like, I think it's cool to believe what you want to believe. I don't think necessarily liberals or, like, anyone have it figured out either. But when you're so hardcore that you're hating people, you gotta look at that for a second. Like this is this is the, the party that comes to be like Christian, and yet they're like pushing hate and false narratives and lies regularly. Not saying they both don't do it, but it just it just feels like to me like have they not stopped to look in the mirror of like what they're actually saying, what they're pushing? They believe it. Yeah, but why do they believe it? Like like why? Like common sense should tell you some of this stuff is crazy. Yeah, I mean, but. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I have my theories, but they're not very PC. So. What's your theory? <laughs> well, this is not a PC show. What's your theory? This is not a PC show. No, it's not. What's your, what's your theory? Um, I think that it all has to do with exposure and what you choose to expose yourself to and the experiences and cultures you expose yourself to. Um, it I mean, PC. So far. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, even statistically, like, liberal Democratic people tend to have, like, higher levels of education and... Um, tend to live in bigger cities where you're going to get more exposure to different cultures and different people and everything. Um, so, I mean, if you're living in one of these, like, more conservative bubbles, you're not going to get that exposure and you're not going to be as sympathetic or empathetic maybe to the plight of other people. And I tend to feel like that favors conservative ideas. Hmm. How does that happen, though? Like, when you just what lose... What do you mean? Like, okay, you start as a kid, right? Yeah. Kind of raise, like, yeah, you love, love everybody, you know, treat everybody equally and, like, share and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, what happens where it gets broken down where you lose that baseline of, like, oh, I should be being a good person, or, oh, I should be looking out for people and not forcing my ideals? Well, you know there's this company called YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate them. So. Yeah. I hate them so much. I don't think that they see it that way. Like, I don't know, most of my family's conservative. Um, and we'll have these arguments, and they just see it as they're protecting their own rights and their own families and... You know, like, sorry that other people are getting screwed over, but that's not really my problem. Like, they can pick themselves up and do the same thing if they want to. I think we all seek positive reinforcement, too, right? Like, you find your, if you find a, a community of conservative people, like, they're probably sitting around having a very similar conversation. Like, yeah. how can you think it's okay for a man <laughs> to wear a dress, you right. know? And, and then, like, everybody <laughs>, laughs, and all of a sudden, like, everybody's having a good time. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just I mean, you, know, you you find your you find your bubbles like you said, and you mm -hmm. just within those you find you know uh, you find validation for for your viewpoints, I guess. Love it. Yeah. All right. So I have a new topic. This is gonna be a choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure piece where we are going to talk about dating red flags. Mm -hmm. You have to pick three. Okay. 
have to pick three. Three red flags that you cannot deal with ever from a person. So we'll do that when Alice gets back. So while you wait, I'm going to do a quick ad drop um, for the new schedule <laughs> for streaming. So I've already mentioned before that I'm going to start streaming now going on Tuesdays at 6.30 Central every single Tuesday. Um, and we'll just go until you guys are done with me, really. It's kind of the goal. Um, but I just want to like get like like sanctioned down to one day so you guys have something to look forward to every week and you keep coming back and I get bigger numbers. Um, I'm going to make videos regularly on that day as well so I get a push out for that video. So I'll go, all right, this video's out. Boom, at the very end, there will always be a note that goes, we are streaming today at 6.30 p.m. Central on Tuesdays. And I'm just excited about it because I want to finally, like, get back to a regular cadence instead of being like alright I do it every now and again or I pop in every now and again I want to get this to be like a pretty standard part of your life so I think with the world being what it is now with like no one really watching network TV um, and streaming being optimal opt optimal I'm excited to have people to uh, actually come and like watch the show and hang out uh, long term so if you guys have any opinions on that feel free to share it in the chat but I just wanted to throw it out there something of an ad drop because I'm going to be promoting the Twitch more than ever. Uh, I will still be streaming on YouTube, but I want to get people over to Twitch as much as possible. So, it's kind of the goal. I want to try to, you know, make real money on this instead of just scamming the government. Do that often? I know. I just felt like that was a good thing to say. <laughs> scamming the government? Scamming the government. Yeah, you came back to the best part. Yeah. No. <laughs> Alright, we're going to go over... Um, Three dating red flags. Three things you cannot have in a person. And we're each going to have to go round, round table and do it. Um, but I'm not going to start. Go. You're not going to start? Um, Should we do all three or one at a time? Ooh. Ooh. One at a time? Yeah. yeah I like that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I know the first thing that comes to mind is just kind of like rude people. You know, like the stereotypical like rude to the waiter or like disrespectful. Um, can't deal with that. You need somebody who's nice and respectful. To everybody. So. That's a good one. Um, this might be more specific than what you're looking for, but I I couldn't really date a woman who doesn't like movies. I can see no, mm. dude, that's that's perfect. That's, that's great. I no. can't yeah. do it. Honestly, it's so not you, a, it's not like a personality flaw, but like I love movies. I just I can't be with someone who doesn't care about know, movies. I watched that show um, Married at First Sight, and this guy he like loved the '80s, and the, the woman that he put him mm. with was just like was roasting him for it like hard, and I'm like. I could never be with somebody who didn't appreciate the thing I appreciated the most. Like, yeah, it'd, it'd or at really least hard. like casually, right? Or casually, right? Or respects it or whatever. Would you, would you mm -hmm. prefer that the person loves movies too, or is it okay if they just respect it? Uh, it could be either. Like, it could be a person who's just open to movies, right? Because it's fun to share the thing you really like. Mm. Um, and also, movie people can be like, like rough with each other, right? Like, because when you're that passionate, like you, like mm -hmm. actually butt heads over. Yeah. Your passions, but I mean, yeah, I, either one. I mean, it could be it could be a variety of things, but just not the person who's like, oh yeah, I don't really like movies, because I've met plenty of those people and they can be great people. Mm -hmm. But can you imagine like getting up every day and being like, oh man, I really want to talk about this new movie I saw, and they're just kind of like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't care about I don't that. Care about <laughs> yeah, I got this. Just waiting for you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, I think um, I don't think I want to go more broad or more specific. Uh, I'll go broad. Um, 
for me, it's, just, it's anger. Like, someone, like, gets really angry. Angry? Angry. Because, <laughs> 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 so angry. Uh, so angry easily. That'd be a turn off, too, though. What? And they talk like that? Yeah. Is it baby talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I want to buy. I want some amples. I'm so angry. I'm so angry. Where's my juicy box? You, don't you have bottles that you drink out of? I have baby bottles that I drink out of, yes. Okay. That's do you guys bottles. have those friends who, like, couple friends who do, who do like, the baby talk thing? Because mm-hmm. I, I totally have friends like that. I've it's hard past. to watch. Schmoopy. Schmoopy. Yeah. <laughs> gross. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Always goes controlling slash jealous, excessive nagger, too uptight. You stole one of mine. <laughs> Yeah, anger for me just is a, is a no go. Like I'm like pretty, I'm pretty chill, and I get angry. I think when it's justified, I will get angry about like principle, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, but like, I, I don't like rage and start yelling and start flipping out. I'm just, just, I'm just hurt more than anything else. And so like when somebody like starts yelling and starts like name calling, that all is like a big no go for me. So like if I see it in a trading people, whether they're mad at me or not, I just I can't do it. Two. Um. Not to play off our politics conversation, but sure. I generally tend to avoid people that are hyper conservative. Um, but mostly, like when it manifests as intolerance, like racism, homophobia, transphobia, anything like that, that's a no go. That's a good one. Yeah, those are good red flags. Could, could, yeah. Have you ever been with anyone who was? Or you found out while you were there? Um, yes. Um, but, like, I don't know, like, racism in that, like, I feel like there's still a lot of people that think it's, like, okay to be racist against certain groups of people, mm-hmm. like, Indian people <laughs> in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. how their food smells. Native like, American they're stinky. Or Indian? Native American. No, no. Indian Indian. Okay. Like, Southern Asian gotcha. Indian. Um, so I've been with people like that, or, like, I don't know, more recently in my dating history, like, people who end up being, like, transphobic, because that's still something I feel that is not as widely ex- accepted. Um, so I think that's the most common one that I've had to deal with. And having like a real a real resurgence lately, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll be hearing a lot more of that, I think, in the in the twenty twenty four like election oh, cycle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I mean, the whole, sucks. That whole Bud Light thing, I was like Yeah. This is the stupidest really thing hard, yeah. I've yeah. ever heard in my life. I know it's like mm-hmm. a part of the whole culture wars, but I'm like, guys, it's, it's beer. Just trying to sell beer. Just trying to sell beer. Not good beer. It's either. not good beer. Right? Like, yeah. like, like, they're trying to sell beer, and they, yeah. and they only get more more market share to our last conversation right, yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. So they want to up it. So like, yeah, let's support it. And, and but people, I think in this chat one time they were like, well, they yeah, look at like who the people are who like who are those primary consumers, and they're not comfortable with that. And I'm like, cool, steal just a beer. <laughs> like it's not gonna change the world. It's not gonna like, oh man, if you drink this beer, you're gonna turn gay. Oh no, like you know what I mean? It's not. It's not a thing. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't. And why does somebody have to be comfortable with a lifestyle that's not their own? Right. Like, just don't. It doesn't matter. Pay attention it shouldn't to matter. it. It like, doesn't matter. Right. Like, it doesn't cool. affect you. Close your eyes. Right. Right. Or like, or you know, just buy the, the beer that doesn't have the branding on it for pride. And these same companies, but like, yeah, if you're really so sensitive that like a rainbow-colored can is yeah. gonna get at you, then like you got some bigger issues. My favorite thing like, though is really? that, like Bud Light. <laughs> And it's because we're in Chicago, has always sponsored the Gay Pride Parade. And they have giant Bud Light, like giant Bud Light banners that are like, covered in, in the rainbow flag already. And it's been a thing. If you go to any any Pride Festival, they always have Bud Light. <laughs> always. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. Like, every, every macro brewery has done uh, an LGBT campaign, even if it's just like a rainbow can or whatever. They've mm-hmm. all done it. And if... 
if that's a problem for you, then you can't drink any macrobrewery beer, which is most beers. Right. And yeah. then you can't drink microbrewery beers because microbrewers are like, you know, the most liberal fucking people <laughs> you're ever going to meet in your life. Yeah. They're like hipster artists as, as you know, as chemists. Right. They're in Denver. Yeah. They're in freaking yeah. Denver. Chicago, yeah. Denver, New York, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, uh, California. California. I mean, it's just... Or like any hard liquor for that matter. I mean, there's so yeah, many... Yeah, hard liquor maybe not as much because like, you know, whiskey like, country is pretty... Yeah, but like Jack Daniels did something that was making him angry and then they're smashing their Jack Daniels I think you're bottles. right. Yeah, you're right I know that. like Svedka and some of the big vodkas have done price stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes yeah. to show you though, at the end of the day, it goes to show you that there really are more people who are accepting than there are people who aren't because businesses don't do shit like that unless they... They know it's going to make them money. Right. Right? Why did Nike have Colin Kaepernick as a spokesperson? Right. Because mm-hmm. it was good business. People, people, like, people were behind him. So they're like, all right, yeah. we were up for this. More, more people supported it. Yeah, that's what Nike yeah. did, right. Yeah. So, all right, so, red flag? Uh, you know, so, okay. A little shit talking is good, right? Yeah, like, okay. everybody everybody <laughs> likes some good yeah. gossip. That's what, yeah. uh-huh. But when you're dating somebody who shit talks everybody mm-hmm. all the time... I think that's a red flag. Because then it's like, all right, so you're always talking shit. Like, not really reflecting that back on yourself. And not to mention, like, so what do you say about me? Spill the tea. Yeah, so. Yeah. I, I think that's saying, well, not the same thing. But just, eh, we'll see what happens. Um, selfishness is, like, also a thing, too. Like, you, you can witness that with people. They can tell that they're mostly thinking about themselves. They're not as giving. They're not as... Um, even worry about like what they, how what they do might affect other people, um, yeah. Just I think straight up just, you know, small microwave selfishness. And it's just we can see, you can see it because means they're less likely to be giving or comforting or nurturing because they're just worried about what they need, what they what they get out of it. And, and they're not even self aware enough. I think sometimes to know they're being selfish, but I do think it's a pretty primary trait. And you can see it almost immediately. Yeah. Um, Last but not least. Um, I'm going more shallow with this one, but just like bad personal hygiene, like smelly people, dirty mm. clothes, doesn't do it for me. That's probably like a bigger issue for women than for men, right? Like I, I would, I think as a whole, like women probably have better hygiene than, yeah. than men. <laughs> most <laughs> of, most <laughs> of the time. Culturally reinforced uh, yeah. norms, I guess. Yeah, no, I can totally see that. Mm. Um, hmm. Trying to, trying to think. <laughs> It's probably good that I don't have that many like red flags just stored up ready to go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Somebody who just like doesn't doesn't give your friends a chance, or like at least doesn't doesn't feel like it's worth their time to try to like get along with your friends and close people, mm, right? Yes, yeah. I think that's important. That is important. Yeah. 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 yeah, you don't have to like everybody you like, but like make no. the effort. Yeah, no right. effort, right? You're like, well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah, I've been there before. And that certainly goes both ways. No, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I was like, my last one. So you took one of mine, and he took one of <laughs> Did mine. Did I? Yeah, but <laughs> I, like, um, I honestly would say probably for me, just because, like, I'm pretty friendly with most people, like, jealous. Jealousness is a very big one out there for me, because yeah. I'm, like, I'm always going to, like, be the person, like, that has, like, a lot of female friends, um, and I am always going to be the person who's always very, like, open and personal, and I like meeting people, and I like mm-hmm. giving compliments, make people, making people feel good. Um, it makes me feel good to do so, right? So I just feel like if you're like really jealous or insecure, right? insecure, like right. jealous slash insecure, I right. guess kind of mm-hmm. goes hand in hand. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I've, I've had an ex like that before, 
and it, she was great, except for that. And that's the only reason why it didn't work out. It's like, it just it sucks, because like, she just couldn't be okay with the fact that like I was going to be friends with people. And I'm like, these are just my friend. I'm good about like making a separation. Uh, arguing with this chat before about men and women being able to be friends. Um, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll probably round out by asking that question to you guys. Do you think that men and women can actually be friends? Or do you think there's always going to be some level of sexual tension or something like nefarious going on? I think it depends. Okay. I think it's possible. Um, what, it I don't on? think it's common. You don't think it's common? Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I think... I know that you can be friends with women. Right. But I don't think that you interact with women the way most people how do. I do. Inter- how, how do I interact with women? You really? flirt with women. I don't flirt with women. You <laughs> 100% do. Do I? <laughs> Who do I flirt yeah. with? Every woman. You're the most flirtatious man I've what, ever met. What is flirting? What is flirting? More than Eric? <laughs> yeah, well, him too. Eric, Eric's, Eric's way more. No, <laughs> no, wait, wait. What, what is flirting? Define flirting. Because I feel like you I'm just like being nice. It. Yeah, yeah, you but you're like being nice. Do you think, oh, I'm just going to compliment this woman on what she's wearing right. or like how her hair looks or whatever. Right. And like women don't receive that type of attention unless it's from a man who's making an advance. So like you Ever? think you're just being nice. I mean, unless it comes from you, apparently. But like... I can't remember a time when I've been complimented by a man and it's just been like genuinely like, oh, I really just like your shirt. Like, you like my shirt? Okay. It's also, <laughs> like, it's also tough because as soon as you make that compliment, it's like, he's seen my boobs. <laughs> All, right. All right. Chris is having a flirting intervention. <laughs> no, no, no. Not an intervention. Yeah. No one wants anything to stop here. I invited, I invited them here. <laughs> no, Chris, you need to talk. Yeah. Have I have this banner. <laughs> uh, Alex, fan waiting outside. Play, uh, never mind, he's canceled. I don't, Mickey Moves Major, what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like everyone should be like forthcoming. And like, really, if I like your shirt, it's probably like the pattern. Or I like the anime character you're probably wearing on it when I say it. And you know, like when I see a I know, guy. I know, but you're in the minority. But when I see guys, I'm like, yeah, I like that shirt. And he goes, hey, thanks, man. Sure. Also, on the street one time, I was wearing a regular purple shirt. And some guy was like walking with his toilet paper. And he's like, uh-huh. hey, man, I like that shirt. I was like, the shirt is normal. Thanks. Let's keep it going. I was like, it was good. Was he funny with me because he did that? Does that question? No, context matters. Okay. I'm just telling you, as a woman who interacts with men, that, like, if a man stops me in a bar and compliments me, I'm going to assume it's a pickup attempt until but there's what, some clue to the contrary. what if I just go, hey, I like your shirt, and I just walk away, which is what I normally do. Then I'd be like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's weird? Yeah. That's also, that's like a genuinely kind of strange human interaction, right? Like, <laughs> right? you go up to a dude and be like, bro, I really like your shirt, and then just pivot 180 and fuck off. <laughs> right? Actually, yes. It's not the start of a conversation. You know what's funny? Um, I, was, I was wearing this shirt. Oh, this is embarrassing a little bit. Oh, this is an embarrassing moment. There you go. Is it? Uh, not really. I was wearing this shirt that says, I'm just going to say it out loud, guys. Um, I had a shirt that says, oh, I eat I ass. Knew it. Yeah, I that's, the one. that's the, the one. one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Didn't that tank top essentially end your last relationship? It didn't end it. <laughs> it did it. It didn't end it. It didn't end it. No, we, I, wore it, I wore it on Pride, and we went out during Pride, and we got into a fight because uh, I was wearing a shirt, and this, this woman like was talking about it, and she's like, I love that shirt. That's great. And then she was like, do, do you have someone that you did you eat her ass? <laughs> and, and, and I go, his lady was less than she, and I go, and I go, and I go, she won't let me. And then the girl was like, let her eat your ass, sir, ma'am. Let her eat your ass. It became a whole thing. 
It was really funny. <laughs> it was funny. So yeah. we didn't, I no, mean, you threw no. her under the bus. Huh? You threw her under the bus. Yeah, I did, because it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was like, it was, and we, la- we laughed about it. And then, yeah, we got into a fight about it later, but we didn't, that's not what ended it. No, no. <laughs> but it was, a big, it was a big talking point at one point. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I wore that shirt out earlier in the day, and this random dude was like, yo, man, I love that shirt. I got, I got, got commented on that shirt. By more dudes than anyone else. Random dudes like, yeah, man, hell yeah. High five. That was very, it was very funny. It was, it was bold. Yeah. Very bold. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, like, that that's fine. I'm not saying that complimenting somebody's shirt is flirting with them. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in the interactions I've observed between you and women, mm-hmm. you come across as flirtatious. Okay. I'll, I'll hold that L. I think it's very subjective. I don't think there's yeah. an objective definition or example you can make, per se. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Alright, yeah. so, so men and women can't really be friends? I disagree with that. I, I actually yeah. completely, I 100% that think that men and women can be friends. Because Steve Harvey doesn't think you can. Yeah, Steve Harvey is a terrible person. So Is he really? Well, what do yeah, you do? He sucks, man. This is <laughs> an old-fashioned sexist. Yeah. He's, he's right. a dick. Um, no, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. No, I, I mean, men and women, men and women can be friends, man. Like, just like anybody else. I think mm-hmm. that there are people who aren't mature enough for that. Right. I mean, yeah. even if you're under the assumption that every man wants to have sex with every woman he's ever had more than three words with, which actually may be true. Right. But, like, you, you're saying that you're not mature enough to get past that if that's not on the table? I right. think that's I think that's stupid, and I think that's not your, but, like, the right. general your problem. Right. Like, yeah. you know, I have female friends. that I, I value them tremendously. Yeah. I think they're great people yeah. I'm glad to have them in my life yeah you know and, and I, I haven't had sex with any of them right. it's right. fine right um no i i think you know i think that some people really can't get past that and but like yeah that that's your problem yeah you know? the, the, the talking point that steve harvey makes is that um he's like you know like, like he gonna think about it like as soon as you as soon as you're single watch what happened and i'm like i have a lot of female friends that become single and i'll just jump on the first train going like all right stop Finally, it's my turn to get in here. Like, yeah. You know, it's not a thing. Yeah, but there are dudes like that. There are dudes like that. Well, I think in some... Oh, is that yeah. the majority? Sorry. I think to some extent, part of the problem is, and like, you know, I'm a single person, like, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail to some extent, right? <laughs> like, if, if you're a single person and your friend's a single person, then yeah, you probably do think about it to some extent, like... You know, oh, is this an opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. This person I already like is also of the gender that I hope to partner with. Right. But, like, I think it sucks if you let that ruin, you know, the ability to have a friendship. Right. Because, like, who wants to only be friends with dudes? I know this man does. I do not. I don't don't like most dudes. Like, like, if you're my friend and you're a dude, you're in a very, like, selective, special club. (laughs) You are. <laughs> like, like most, most dudes suck. That's <laughs> my opinion. Uh, this is Steve, making moves major. Steve Harvey is an old school, not a bad person. Uh, let's see. It's, if there's any level of physical attraction, you can conduct yourself as friends. But realistically, there's always the possibility that given the right circumstances, it can go down. I think that's kind of true, but like, then you're just saying that about any two people who share a you know right. basic sexual mm-hmm. attraction, right? Like, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, like, like the options open to some degree, but like, I yeah, once I think for some people though, you have like put down a like hard line of like this is not a person I want to be with, mm-hmm. and I don't care what the situation is, it's not happening. And right. I think that's kind of how I operate. It's like I just lay that boundary down and it just stays there, 
like I mentioned before, when I got my friend with me, we're like, she's like one of my best friends now. We dated for a little bit, but we came to the conclusion that we don't work that way. And now it's awkward that we ever even did anything in the first place. It just feels, it feels unnatural, even. Sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of worried my brain makes that like leap. So I just would hope that everyone else can too. Yeah. So that's why I guess that's why I assume that it's not a thing. All right, let's see. So, plot twist Chris is flirting with them both. And now it's. On that note, the podcast is over. (laughs) All right, I'm going to do any parting words for the people who are watching or will hear this in the future. I I stand with the WGA and I I hope that uh, I hope the writers get you know at least most of their concessions and that we can all go back to enjoying some quality entertainment written by people who were paid fairly to do so. Word. Nice. Parting words. Um, don't be mean to waiters or you won't get many dates. Cheers. Well, certainly won't get many second dates. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless that person has a very specific kink. Oh, that'd be a weird one. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody who, like, who gets turned on by them people being rude to waiters. Under, you think? Uh, there has to be somebody. I think 100%. There has to be someone who's yeah, like, ooh, that yeah. Exists. Ooh, yeah, only 10%. 10% ooh. <laughs> yeah. But that, that's a very... Not only, that, that, that would be a specific kink in general, but not only do they get off on people being rude to waiters, but it's not even them, right? right. It's not like they get off on doing it. They right. get off on seeing yeah. someone else it's do like, it. It's like They're a really cu- the like Karens, a maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. They want yeah. their significant other going into stores, like, yelling at the customer service people. Yeah. I mean, the honestly. manager must be invoked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's like the ultimate king. <laughs> you speak I to the it. manager. <laughs> Alright, everybody, well, thank you for coming. Uh, my final word is... Um, please turn back to support me on Tuesdays at 6 p.m., 6.30 Central, every Tuesday. Uh, I'll be doing a live stream, and it's going to be great. I'm going to actually produce a real show and put things together and make it very, very, very interactive. So come back here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash nerdmotivation or YouTube conveniently at nerdyvideos.com. So look for me there, and thank you both for being on the show. Thanks for having us, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. I was gone. Stop recording now. Let's still leave it up for a second so we can talk after shows. All right, Chris is getting a flaming cherry. What? (laughs) What? I just saw that. What? Chris is getting a flaming cherry nut tat. I'll take them and pay for it. I'm good. I'm good. All right, great guest as usual. Uh, The host is okay, too. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You're part of this show, too. I I was going to do a call-in show this go-around. And then I forgot. Cool. <laughs> Oops. I'll do it next time. Like actual like phone call? Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I use my I use Google, Google Voice number. Oh, nice. And then I like just call it through my phone or I can bring it up on the screen. Um, so I think you know, I'll do that. Next show, I'll do um call-in show. So people can call. Chris, back at you again with another ad drop. You know what it is, y'all. Support twitch.tv. Come visit me live at twitch.tv slash nerdmotivation every Tuesday is 6.30 p.m. Central. I'll say it again. Every Tuesday is 6.30 p.m. Central. We're putting on an amazing, amazing live show that you will not want to miss. So if you like the content that I'm making, you like my opinions, you like me being weird, you're going to get the best dose of weird and you can interact with me every week on Tuesday. What could be better than that? Maybe free cake. But we ain't got that. 
to get a show on twitch.tv slash neuromotivation if you don't have twitch you can find me on youtube as well it's fine but i really want you over or they're watching on twitch their action is better and i just in general enjoy the platform more but i don't want to leave you in the dust all links will be provided in the show notes below and thank you for enjoying this week's episode of the black man answers cosmo podcast bye